When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. The Atlanta Falcons and that dildo for a head, Arthur Smith, taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Before we even get to the line, I just want to get the Arthur Smith thing out of the way. And I, I know everybody who, who does this has been bashing Arthur Smith. And I say we all need to organize. We all need to organize and take to the streets of Atlanta and force them to fire this man. Did you not? Did, I, I want to know. Did you guys hear his press conference after that stupid game? Did you hear what his mumble jumbo? I went out of my way to avoid it personally. I oh, thought it would make me mad, so I didn't it, watch it. it. It was infuriating. Like, well, you know, we always try to be objective about what we're trying to do to get better. And, you know, we've gotten into the red zone. I think we've gotten about 50%. You know, if you're getting like 60, 65, you're doing real well. And I'm like, like, shut up. Like, Bijan, he creates space. That's what he does. He creates space for the other players that I don't use. That's what Bijan does out there for us. Just like one asinine comment out of another. First of all, he is 50%, but it's 19th in the NFL. Uh, Goal to go. The Atlanta Falcons are 29th in converting in the NFL. And you know what? You want to know what the key component is? Bijan's never on the field for any of it. That's the key component here, which makes freaking no sense. I think what, what was that? Out of 18 times in goal to go, Bijan's been on the field for five of them and has a touchdown. Are you kidding me? No. We got to hit our stride. That was the other thing that said. You know, we're going to hit our stride. Look. Here, here's my thing with Arthur Smith and, and the Bijan and the Kyle Pitts and the Drake London of it all. I just look at Kyle Pitts. How many years have we been bashing our heads about the usage of Kyle Pitts and it hasn't gotten any better? I don't know if it gets better for Bijan this year, guys. I really don't. Drake London has a chance because he hasn't gotten to play with Taylor Heineke yet. Well, we know we'll YOLO it. He's, he's got a shot, but he's the only one who I think has a shot. Chris, what do you think? You think anything here bounces back? Yeah, look, Bijan's not going to be the, the, the you know RB one. I think that you were hoping for him to be, but I still think he's going to be very valuable for the rest of the season. Um, when you look at the rest of the guys, you know, there's very few guys who've been consistent week in week out. There's not a whole lot of guys who are running away with this thing. You know, Austin Eckler's living right now as a guy who's you know had two touchdowns, didn't do anything else. So the red zone is kind of the key situation for them. I do think you're going to see some of its way back, especially as Atlanta offense actually gets more consistently into the red zone. I, I hate, you know, the, the Arthur Smith's, you know, press conference too, the 50% things, all blah, blah, blah. But you do look at his offense with Ty Henneke, they actually have a little bit of rhythm. The more they can get in the red zone, the more chance that B-John can actually be out there if they actually use him once in a while. So I do think there's some upside. I still think there's a lot more for him. And he hasn't got hurt yet. He hasn't got a lot of, you know, while wearing hair on his body yet, 
So I still think there's an opportunity for B. John Robinson to still have a bounce back, be a strong RB2 option, sniff starts if not RB1. Will he be a number, you know, number one overall running back? Probably not. Um, but I still think there's a lot of value. I just think this offense in general, Dan, to your point, there was things that you know, I got I beat the, the drum all summer long about this team, and I was very excited about this Atlanta offense. The mismatch thing is the thing I don't understand. Bijan Robinson, yeah, he creates space, but they don't put him in space. They don't line him up different places. They don't motion him around. They don't try to get one-on-ones for guys. Talk about pits, different guys they try to utilize. The things that they should be able to easily get and be able to get one-on-ones for receivers and, and for the running backs, they're not doing. And that's the part that's really confusing to me. It's like they're they're running the Green Bay offense right now. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. They're running the old Mike McCarthy and LaFleur mesh Green Bay offense, and it's absolutely putrid, and it doesn't get any better. And for Bijan, look, Chris, if you can hold on to Bijan for the playoffs, he does have a nice playoff schedule. He's got the Panthers, he's got the Colts, he's got the Chicago Bears. But getting to the playoffs, if you have Bijan right now and you're trying to get to the playoffs, I don't know if you shouldn't think about trying to sell him off. You have the Saints after the bye week. He's got a nice matchup this week against Arizona. But then you have the bye week, then you have the Saints, then you have the Jets, you have the Tammy Buccaneers. And the Jets, numbers-wise, will tell you that they're, they're a good match for running backs. That, that's malarkey. They're not a good matchup. You're hoping, like, Eckler gets an opportunity to fall in the end zone a couple of times, and that's where all the points are coming from. And they're not actually a good matchup for running backs. So it's a tough street until we get to the post, the, play, the fantasy football post. On the flip side, they're good matchups for throwing the ball to the running back versus running the ball to the running back, which well, we haven't favors Bijan or Algier. That's the one thing that has taken a hit since Taylor Heineke has taken over, where Bijan's getting half the targets that he was getting with Desmond Ritter back there. And that's been part of the problem over the past couple of weeks since Taylor Heineke's man like it's a little different say it again they played arizona last week too i mean i think what you're looking at is a team where they thought they could just run the ball and kind of dominate and be able to just kind of arizona this week they didn't play arizona last week they played this week it was minnesota minnesota you can't don't run no one's been able to run dominate minnesota this year that couldn't have been your i think they thought they had a backup quarterback that they were going to just try to Keep the game close, not lose the hall, don't turn the ball over, run the ball, and they'll be able to squeak it out and win it easily. I think that's what they looked at. Versus Tampa Bay, you know you're going to throw the ball. You're not going to come out and run it over Tampa Bay. Kyle Algier's not going to get the ball. Sure? Three Sir, times. Just not going to do that? Well, I don't know. I, look, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure of anything. I, I, definitely <laughs> can't I, mean, I, I definitely can't argue that. But I think overall what I'm trying to get to is you talk about dumping them or you know, tough matchups. Who at the running back position – do you have so much higher over B. John Robinson or have much more confidence over B. John Robinson? Because no, that's the problem I'm looking at for moving off of him. And the other running backs, there's just not a lot of guys who are consistently doing good week in, week out, as it is. No, that's true. My point here is more so if you have Bijan and you're trying to make the playoffs and you just need somebody, it might not be another running back, whatever. You need somebody who just has more upside to help you get there. Because he's got the bye week and he's got three tough matchups till he get to the playoffs. It might have to be an option. It might have to be something you think about. And there's still people out there buying into the Bijan name. You might be able to get an overpay for more than you would think. I'm not I'm not hitting the button, the sell high button on Bijan. Because I don't know. First of all, I don't think he's a sell high. But second of all, I don't think he's somebody I want to sell. It's something I would rather hold right now. And numbers-wise, talent-wise, usage-wise would tell me, and playoff match-wise, is that if anything, he should be a buy low. But I don't necessarily want to buy low on him either. And that's kind of the point I'm making. And that shouldn't be the case, especially in a guy like him. Anyway, 
That was my rant for this one. I didn't even get to go into the lines. The Falcons, believe it or not, are favoring this game. Tony Pollard, yeah. Well, I mean, Tony Pollard at least, like, they're throwing the ball a lot, and he's not competing with stupid backfield, other backfield members who are getting shut down in goal line red zone situations. He's just not getting those red zone situations as much or failing to do so when he does get them. Bijan doesn't get the opportunity Tony Pollard does in the red zone. That's what's driving me crazy. Pollard gets him, fails. Okay, whatever. Bijan doesn't get that chance because he's too busy giving it away to Tyler Algier, who just falls flat on his face forward every time. Anyway, I don't know. What I just want to get on a whole thing about it again. I do got to give these lines. Atlanta Falcons, minus one. The over-under is 42. Uh, hello. We got Kyler Murray back in the building and the Falcons are on the road. If you think they're going to win this game, Vegas, you haven't been watching anything from Atlanta all year long. Give me the Arizona Cardinals here and an outright win. Atlanta has been one in five as a one point or more favorite all year. So they've been losing these matchups all year long. So I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, by the way, I have him as a top 10 quarterback. I don't know if he's going to come out running. I do know he's going to come out throwing. I do know he's a decent quarterback. And I do know the rest of the quarterbacks this week suck. So, yeah, he's a top 10 guy. What do you think about that one, Adam? You're going to start Kyler Murray right away? I honestly think I probably would. And I, I more so than anything, I don't know if it's going to be the best week in the world from him, but I do think they're going to end up pass funneled. Um, this is a good run team. They're getting James Conner coming back off of injury. If you have any brain cells, then a semi-healthy James Conner against a good run defense is not something that you're going to try to force a t- ton of volume into. Uh, and I don't know how much interest they're going to have in rotating back. So I, I think this is ultimately going to be a high passing volume game for Kyler coming back. Um, so, so I think that is my reasoning more uh, than anything else. Yeah, Atlanta Falcons giving up the ninth most points to the quarterback position this year. It's the running game that they stuff. Nothing real, nothing really else. Chris, you're smiling over there. Go ahead. What what, what, what do you got? You guys are much more brave on Kyler Murray than I am. I'm not touching Kyler Murray this week, and I want to see him behind his offensive line, first of all, in his Arizona attack. I think you're going to see a rude awakening that Kyler Murray is not going to do well in this offense. Uh, so here's what I have right behind Kyler. And I, and some of these guys can understand me make an argument for Brock Purdy, Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence. If you want to make an argument for those guys over Kyler, fine. I'm not going to argue with you too much. But Russell Wilson against Buffalo, Will Levis against Tampa, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Josh Dobbs, Jordan Love. Yeah, I'm going to take the shot on Kyler Murray over the, all those guys, which still put him as a top 12 quarterback. I would take Levis shot over them. I just don't think Kyler Murray is going to be anything sorry home about this week. I don't think you're going to have to do a ton to get in the top 12 either. So that's kind of, that's kind of fair, goes back very fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Connor, if he does play, there still seems to be some back and forth as to whether or not they think he will in fact be activated. Well, he's activated off his 21 window, but activated for the game this week. You did have a limited participant in practice. You would rather have seen a full when you're coming off of a four week injury. If you're actually good to go, something I'll be talking to Brian Scott about tomorrow. But if he plays, I do have him as a volume based RB 17 this week. Algier comes in at RB 32 for me because, you know, he might he might actually get a chance to fall in the end zone. Unlike Bijan. Uh, Marquise Brown is a wide receiver, too. Uh, I do know Kyler comes back. He's going to do what Dobbs was doing and to a much, much, much lesser degree. 
of what Clayton Toon tried to do against Baltimore last week. He's going to target Marquise Brown. He's going to target Trey McBride, who I also have the top 10 tight end this week. I am at number eight. And the rest of it will just be leftovers for everybody else. So I am starting Marquise Brown with some confidence as a top 24 receiver ahead of the ECR at 27. Anybody disagree with that? Okay. Uh, Drake London, if he plays, he was a limited participant in practice today, so that's a decent sign, especially for a Wednesday. I have him as a wide receiver 29, as a wide receiver 3 heading into this week. I did talk about Trey McBride. What I do love about this game is all the tight ends. Janu Smith, tight end 12. Kyle Pitts, tight end 11. Trey McBride, tight end 8. Those are pretty much all of your little low-level tight end one tier. It's all in this game right here. It's all in this game. Jen, Janu Smith, man, he just made me think of that Al Pacino line. Just what I think about. They pull me back in because he just won't die. He just won't go away. You guys got any notes on these tight ends for the Falcons? I'm a little cautious about starting both the tight ends just because with London back in the offense, I'm curious to see how they kind of get one, that. In one team. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you, Chris. I, I understand what you're saying there. But that who cares? Janu Smith and Kyle Pitts have both been top 12 tight ends with Drake London out there on the field this year. That has been a thing. Just curious to see what Tyler Haneke as a quarterback. I haven't seen these guys all together and Janu Smith produce with Tyler Haneke, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts all healthy at the same time. You want to know who the two safest players on the Atlanta Falcons are? Janu Smith and Tyler Algier. Because Arthur Smith made them. He's their guy. So they're always going to be safe because Arthur Smith's a bum. Let's go to our next.